0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Box Score Sports Podcast. I am your host, Ryan. On today's episode, we are going to preview the entire NFC North. Um, just a couple of quick notes, and then I'm going to get into my one big thing, and then we'll get to our guest. So, uh, this is now called the Box Score Sports Podcast. As you might have heard, it's no longer the Nutty Buddy Sports Podcast, although it will still have the same characters. So, don't worry if you like listening to all of us and all the different people. We 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 just made the title a little easier to find for people who wants who want to listen to us talk about sports. Um, that's the first thing. Um, secondly, we are going to talk with a Vikings Bears. Packers, and Lion. I'm the Lion's backer here, but the other three fans, that's coming up shortly. But I wanted to hit on the one big thing. I've been doing this with every division. Uh, Preview is where I'm going to just kind of talk about five minutes at the start of each show of the thing that I didn't really get to talk about too much on uh, the podcast with the guys of what I find interesting most interesting in my opinion looking into the division of the NFC North, how open it is, uh is one of the biggest things I think that is sort of interesting and also the youth movement. The youth movement on these teams is fascinating. You look at the Vikings, bunch of youth on that team. You have your veteran and Kirk Cousins. Uh they're kind of behind the eight ball. It's it's sort of interesting. Not just the Vikings, but the Lions are a little behind the eight ball because they still have Jared Goff. Now, Goff is only 28. Uh, they did draft uh, Hooker to be sort of this—he's uh, 25, 26, uh, like their quarterback of the future. And we'll see what happens there. But the Packers and the Bears have a little bit of a leg up when you think of, like, developing their young quarterbacks. Jordan Love, Justin Fields. So— What's going to be interesting, not only playing out this year, but moving on to next year or the year after, or the year after that, is who does the best job in building their young rosters into a roster that can sort of stranglehold the division. To me, the Lions really dropped the ball this year. And they dropped the ball in the sense of they could have really taken control of this division a couple different ways. Number one, they could have went after Lamar Jackson. If they add Lamar Jackson to this team with their two first-round picks, now obviously the uh, the Ravens would have want uh, wanted to have to trade him. Uh, the Lions would have had to want to pay him, but Lamar would have probably been the second or the first best quarterback in the conference let alone the division so I think they kind of misstep there at least not looking into getting Lamar Jackson that's the first thing the second thing is the first round of their draft I'm not going to hit it too much in uh, this part of the podcast because I kind of get into it when we break down the Lions uh, the least favorite move uh, that they made uh, this offseason was the first round of me. We discussed it a little bit more. But really the, the missing out on young, talented defenders when your offense was so good last year and your defense wasn't. Why wasn't this offseason, even the draft, more focused on you know the defensive um, side of the ball and the positions that matter the most, pass rush, and secondary. Now, the secondary they hit on a lot in the in the offseason through free agency. It was the the pass rush that I thought that they could really hit on, especially in the draft. Uh, they did draft that linebacker Campbell in the first round, but linebacker is not the position um, that it once was. So you don't kind of need it. So there's the Lions. The Lions are in a youth movement that has a veteran quarterback that's sort of a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to the uh, Packers and the Bears. The Bears and the Packers are ahead because of, uh, again, because of Jordan Love and Justin Field. Now, Love, I have been pretty hard on, you know, the overreaction to Jordan Love, but I want to be open minded that he could be a good quarterback. <laughs> I, I, I kind of caught myself this offseason and the offseason before that being totally shut out to this idea that this guy's going to be good. And it's because I'm around a lot of Packer fans but he could be good and i want to give him a fair shot he made some good throws during the preseason and he made some questionable throws just like any young quarterback i just think the th- there's a segment of football fans who think that the packers are going to be like really good this year i just don't see it i think like if you look back like even with Aaron Rodgers he had a bad year his first year playing with the packers And I think that's going to happen with Jordan Love. And you can't rely on the defense. I'm just going to say that. They may be good, but that's not something that they've been consistent. They've actually been getting worse since Joe Barry has uh, has brought in his defensive system. Just throwing that out there. Now, the Bears are the most fascinating with the quarterback position because, uh, obviously, Justin Fields, there's a lot of hype. But we want to see him better as a passer. He has a lot more talent around him. We get into that on the podcast. And, again, a young team, youth movement uh, type of team. And the Vikings even. The only thing the Vikings, in, you know, like the one position you can really think of is quarterback that they they aren't young at, right? Cousins, a veteran. But the rest of their roster, pretty young, especially their secondary. So I'm, I'm interested to see who can kind of like out of this division this year come in and grow, Now, history will tell you that the Packers will do it right. That's what history tells you. They always seem to find that quarterback. They always seem to, um, and obviously having like Rodgers and Favre will put band-aids on mistakes you make as an organization, which is also going to be pretty interesting to see uh, this organization without a Hall of Fame quarterback. But history will tell you that it's probably going to be the Packers. Let's hope it's not. Let's give somebody else a little bit of time to shine in this division. Uh, I hope the Lions uh, figure it out or have figured it out, uh, but we'll see it, it's I think everybody should watch this because it could end up where three years from now we're looking at the Bears, the Packers, uh, the Vikings, and the Lions all competing really hard to the in this division, much like the AFC North, where you have four teams that could win that division, sort of, right? Um, You could have that going forward with the NFC North in two to three years. I think that will be fun. It's interesting to watch. I'm really interested to see how these young players develop. And that's my one big thing for the NFC North. Now, let's throw it to me. Let's get into the podcast with our guest where we preview uh, the NFC North in all four teams. Welcome back, everybody, to the Box Score Sports Podcast. I am your host, Ryan. On today's episode, we are going to review or preview, I should say, the NFC North. We're going to talk about some of the moves that they made, the good and the bad, the uh, the red flags, the green flags, and then we're going to predict the division. And to do that with me, first time ever, I have one individual representing every team in the division on the podcast. Uh, so first I have Casey back, our resident Bears fan. How's it going, Casey? It's going great. Can't wait for football season. Can't
1: get here soon enough.
0: Yeah, we need real football to start. This preseason stuff is hard to watch. Um, and then we have Shannon back, our Packer fan that I chose um out of the thousand that I know. How's it going, Shannon?
2: It's going good. Excited for the season.
0: Yeah. Do you love what's gonna come up this season?
2: I get, will it? get into that, but yes. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. And for the first time ever, we got Devin. Devin's our Minnesota fan. How's it going, Devin?
3: Good. I'm excited to see how the season goes.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm excited as well. But Devin, it's your first time on the podcast, so real quick, I just got a couple of questions for you. We all have to know how you became a Minnesota Viking fan, being in Green Bay.
3: Area. Yeah, yeah. Uh I actually used to be a Packers fan unless I was about five years old. And then I realized the fans kinda kinda sucked. <laughs> That's great. It's a true story, though. It's a true story. They're so annoying. <laughs> and my dad, he was a, a bear, he's from Chicago area, mm-hmm. Illinois. And he was a Bears and Vikings fan when he grew up. And my dad was always more of a Bear fan, and I kind of, you know, gravitated towards the other one, so then, you know, we had more teams in common with the, like, more teams to, you know, look out for, if you will.
0: Sure, sure. So, you paid attention to both the ba- How do you become a Bears and a Vikings fan?
3: Well, apparently, he, you know, lived in the area, so he liked the Bears, but apparently my grandpa didn't like the Vikings, because they were good at the time, and he also liked their logo. So it's not like something huge, but it's like eventually it becomes a stronger fandom.
0: Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. And who's your favorite Viking of all time?
3: Of the ones I've watched, I mean, I got to go with Justin Jefferson. Obviously it's, I started watching in 2017. So it's very limited for sure. But all time, You know, seeing those highlights of Randy Moss. All you could ever, like, hope to be, you know, just like that dominant. Unbeatable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Vikings have have a nice history of wide receivers with Moss and now Jefferson. They had Sidney Rice in there, too, who is pretty solid. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Devin. Um, So what we're going to start with, we're going to do a just overall division, uh, you know, sort of overview. We're going to rank the quarterbacks and then the skill position uh, for each team and then uh, the defense. So why don't we start with uh, you, Casey? I'm kind of curious your answer on this. Uh, because you kind of have the the young and up and coming quarterback that everybody kind of um is is flocking towards as being an, maybe the a, a bigger you know next top ten top five quarterback in field. So how do you rank the quarterbacks going into the two thousand twenty three NFL season?
1: So this was really, I think, the, my one of the toughest decisions I had to make on the quarterbacks. The easiest one was Green Bay was number four. I mean. Jordan Love, who's that? So, <laughs> but uh, I had to just get Shannon, get him, get him a little bit there. But, it's the um, first
0: time you can say that, though, in like forty years, 40 right? Years. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, come on, thirty five <laughs> years, so yeah. And the Bears have never had a quarterback, so I went with Jared Golf number one only because Detroit has the best offensive line in the division. There's no question; their offensive line is the best. Uh, the Packers might be the second best Which is going to help Jordan Love And you just don't know what you're going to get with him we, He could be Second best quarterback in the division or worse I mean, I think this whole list can flip-flop I do have Kirk Cousins Number two And then I have Justin Fields three But I believe Justin Fields has the biggest Upside so He could easily be the number one It just I think it's more or less It's more of an unknown going into the season I mean, he does have more weapons So it, it it's it's a wait and see game, really. I mean, by week four, we can be usually saying Justin Fields number one or whatnot. So, we'll the wait and see, type thing.
0: Yeah. No. Uh. Anybody else have any different of the list of those four guys? Like curiosity? Who had Devin?
3: I I mean, I had Kirk Cousins first. Yeah. And sure. My reason for that is because. Um, At least, I understand saying Goff and the offensive line, but the weaponry around Kirk Cousins allows him to play at an elite level, at least unless it's like Monday Night Football. Then (laughs) it's a little questionable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Go ahead, Shannon.
2: I actually went with Devin. I had Cousins number one. Mm. Just because I think overall talent, I think he's more talented than Goff. I think he is better decision maker i i think golf is more of a fitting in with the offense okay
0: yeah so i i um but but you uh, out of curiosity uh shannon do you have fields and love three four yes going into the season okay just making sure you know just want to make sure we're on the same page so uh i i had golf cousins field love uh i looked up especially going in the, uh going into the season uh, both Goff and cousins had 29 touchdowns, but Goff had seven interceptions. Cousins had 14 interceptions. He had a better QBR. He had a better passer rating Goff did. And, and, and that's why I gave the slight edge to Goff. Um, I do agree that the upside to cousins is a little higher, but I also think the floor is a little higher for Goff, where, where cousins floor is like, like Devin said, uh, Primetime games, you don't, know, you don't, might not want goff. I mean, our cousins on your team. Um, with that said, I think they're very close. Um, fields, uh, we'll t- probably talk about him more, but uh, as we go into the team previews, uh, 64 uh, 60.4 completion percentage. Uh, was 32nd ranked in the league so that that's why i have him third now granted we know he didn't have a lot of weapons i'm gonna you know like we're, we're and he's still young so we'll see what happens there. and love's just a complete unknown so like four is is where he should be so i'm i'm with you on that okay why don't we give uh shannon why don't you tell us the order of uh the skilled position uh, by teams one through four what do you got Oh, you're muted, Shannon.
2: Sorry about that. I actually have Vikings number one just because okay. of Justin Jefferson. I just think he's that much more elite than everybody. It, not that they don't have skill position players, but I, I think he's just that much better than anybody else that's on in the NFC North.
0: Okay, you got the Vikings one.
2: Yep. <clears throat> Second, I'm gonna go with um the Lions just because I think I'm in Ross St. Brown. Um, and they have a lot of other unknowns too, because we haven't seen the full potential of, of uh, um, I'm drawing a, a blank here. The wide receiver, they drafted. Jameson
0: back. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Jameson yeah, Williams. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I think he's going to be good, but it's, we're just going to have to keep waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I it, it's a toss up three and four between the Packers and the, and the bears. Um, the Packers are just so young this year that I almost have them last just because the only, uh, the only advantage I give the Packers in the skill position is the running back. Yeah. I think they're better off at running back than the bears are right now.
0: Yeah. And actually in, in the division, I think they have the best pair of running backs, um, which, uh, I would, uh, you know, I, that, that I gave the edge for, uh, surprisingly I gotta just say this because this is my list I I have the Bears having the best skilled position players I do I I was looking at it so they have DJ Moore Mooney I like Mooney Claypool he had a really good first season um on Pittsburgh uh when he had Trubisky right wasn't he the one throwing in the ball um and then you know I I think he can still be good he has the other St. Brown I can't pronounce his first name but yeah they have the other St. Brown I like him uh, as a, a slot, you know, three-four option. I like Cole Komet um, and their their running backs isn't as good, uh, as um the Packers, but I do like uh Herbert as their number one. I just thought right like they're four wide receivers deep. They got a good starting running back. I like their tight end. I think out of all the other tight ends, uh, maybe other than Hawkinson, but um, so I actually had the Bears' skill positions num- uh, number one. Uh, go ahead, Devin.
3: I mean, my, my list couldn't be different from your guys. I got Vikings one. I got Packers two. Okay. That running back room with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon is, is probably the best duo and the most value for the Packers because they are going to rely on them. And Christian Watson was good for the first half of the season, and I really believe in Romeo Dubs. And I think that that upside, even if it is a little bit more of a projection, I think um, because I have lines at three and not having Jamal Williams for those six weeks because of the suspension, that for this season overall, it's better. And then I have the Bears last.
0: Okay. Yeah, I had Bears, Vikings, Packers, Lions. I should have figured, uh, explained the rest of my list. What What do you have? Uh, I just think they're all pretty close. You can make a case for any one of them, in my opinion. I might be, uh, oblivious, but, uh, what do you got for us, uh, Casey?
1: So I had what, uh, Shannon had, had okay. Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay. But now more thinking of it, the Bears led the NFL in rushing last year. And that's with Justin Fields, obviously. But Khalil Herbert. Average 5.9 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. And then you got Deontay De, De uh, Foreman, who was second or third in rushing average uh, behind, I think, uh, what's the guy from Cleveland? Uh, Chubb. Chubb. Man. And then one other guy in the last eight games of the year. So, And then they got Oshan Johnson, the backup, at Texas in the draft. So their running back skills are actually better than, than expected to be expected. I mean, I have Minnesota just because they have Justin Jefferson, but they really, they got a rookie wide receiver. And the question is, they don't have Dalvin cook anymore. So, I mean, the other guy, Mattinson the question is, is he going to stay healthy? And I like the Detroit's wide receivers. They got two of them and they got the former bear running back. And then they got a Tamir Gibbs, which I think he's going to supplant uh, his uh, spot early in the season. I mean, they didn't need to draft him where they drafting him, but...
0: We, we will talk about that. We will talk about that. I still think he's going to be a stud. Yeah. No, no. And, and, and that's the thing. It's sort of cool doing these lists with one another, though, because we, you can see what different people value. Like, I love, like, the whole of the team where other people like, like, this guy's elite. So I'd rather have this skill position because this guy's elite and the other guys are solid. Or, like, position groups, like uh, Devin put a lot of... Uh, uh, um, stock in the running back position versus maybe us more on the tight end slash receiver position. So it's kind of cool to see how everyone's a, a little different when it comes to the skill positions. Um, okay, let's talk defense. Uh, let's see, Devin, you got your list of defense. What, 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 what order you got them in going into the season?
3: Well. Just before I say anything, these defenses are all going to be very bad. <laughs>
0: this is relative.
3: This is relative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like below average. At best. <laughs> I have Lions at one. Mm. I have Packers at two. I have Vikings at three. And Bears at four. I okay. think that the, the Packers probably have the best overall talent. Mm-hmm. But Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator, is the worst in the NFL. In <laughs> he is not good. And I'm surprised they kept him last year.
0: Yeah. Um I I had Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. That's how I had it ordered. Um, so anybody has a little bit different? Or you got the same, Shannon?
2: I had exactly the same. Okay.
0: And, and again, I'm I'm talking sort of going into the season. I know that we could project that like people will get uh, defenses will get better throughout the season, but I just was thinking, you know, from what everybody added, what, where they finished last year, which I, I have all the rankings when we talk about each team that, that it, it's Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bear. Go ahead, uh, Casey. So
1: the Lions really didn't do anything except add a rookie center, uh, uh blindbacker and they did a, a good of safety. Um, I think he's going to be pretty good. I just don't know if they addressed the defensive needs as much as they should have. I mean, they were what, well. They got
0: Annabelle, right? They got uh, Cameron Sutton, Gardner Johnson, CJ Gardner yeah, Johnson. They try. they drafted Brian Branch, Tracy yeah. Walker is now healthy, and then they got Emmanuel uh, Mosley. So they actually really hit the secondary hard this off season. So uh, I
1: have Green Bay number one. Okay. And this is, this is all relative, obviously. We don't know what the season can bring. I have Chicago number two. Okay. Detroit three. I have Minnesota four. Minnesota's got the oldest defense in, in the division. They didn't really do anything to shore up that defense. Yes, they do have two edge rushers, but they have no one to cover anybody. Detroit, I, I just don't know if they did enough, but they could have. And then the Bears, they have the best back seven in the division, without question. I mean, you got three cornerbacks that can cover, you got two safeties. That can do something. I mean, uh, and the question really is if they can rush the passer. And that's really the but they did get unique in well, I can't even say his name, but unique. I'll just go Nick Glockway,
0: that. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But I I think the Bears are actually gonna be better on defense this year, especially with the offense is gonna be on the field more this year. When you don't have the offense on the field, the defense is gonna be on the field longer anyway.
3: So
0: yeah, it'll be interesting. Go ahead, Devin.
3: Um, I just want to note that. CJ Gardner Johnson is out for the season. Is he? Yeah.
0: No, I thought he's like
3: he towards ACL or something. I believe so.
0: He did get carted off, but I think that they determined that he'd be okay. That his yeah, his MRI came back clean. Oh yeah? Yeah, and I think I he'll be back week fun. one.
3: Really? Ahead.
0: Yeah, just double check on if uh, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the uh, the article. It seems it's like just, he'll be fine. CJ Gardner Johnson. Um, let me just double check. Because, I mean, that would be obviously that's huge, but I thought I was up to date on it. I thought they said he'd be fine.
3: Maybe um, I'm not. That's also well. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, unless if you follow them closely, the last thing you probably heard is he got carted off in practice with a leg injury. Um, yeah, he doesn't even have like an out by his name right now or anything, unless if someone's seen anything differently. No, okay. Okay. So I think, I think, yeah, no, that's okay. I, a good fact check, though, because we don't want to be uh, talking about players that aren't going to play. Okay.
1: So I look like how you yeah. got him going. That was great. What's that? I look like how you got him going. That was great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like what? Somebody somebody I didn't yeah, yeah, he's back at practice. Okay, that's uh, okay. Yeah, don't scare me like that. Like what are we doing?
3: What are we doing? What are we doing? Okay. I, I think Justin Fields like had to get his leg yanked here. <laughs> let's, let's look that up too. Okay.
0: Okay, so uh again, we have a little bit of the defense difference uh difference in the defense um, rankings, but I I think can, can we all agree that this ain't the best squad of defenses around? <laughs> like, so I would uh, yeah. top twenty
1: and worst. I mean, tw- I think we're going to be bottom twelve. I don't know if anyone cracks the top twenty;
0: it's saying something. Okay. Yeah, I- I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you there. So we'll we'll see what happens. Not that everybody has to be with you. Okay. Let's go to our team previews. Let's start out with the Chicago Bears. So we're going to put a big spotlight on Casey here. So just to um, give you where they finished last year, they were three and 14. They got the number one overall pick. They ended up trading it. Uh, They were 28th in offense and 32nd in defense last year. So with that in mind, Casey, what was your favorite move that the Bears made?
1: Well, all we can do is go up now. I mean, we, yeah, I, that's true. I mean, all we can do is go up. So, my favorite move was uh, the trade. I uh-huh. actually love, loved the trade. We got DJ Moore this year, a player that's already a known commodity. We could have got another first round pick the year after, but it could be two years you don't know how the player you got, and he signed for four or five more years. I just love that move. And, um, and I, then the trade they made, and I like the uh, offensive lineman they got in the first pick in the draft. And mm-hmm. they got a, a couple more picks coming. So, DJ Moore and they, the chemistry with him and Justin Fields has been phenomenal through camp. So, and he just catches everything in sight. So, it's, uh, yeah, the the Bears are going up.
0: Okay, uh, I liked uh, the DJ Moore pickup as well. Any any other thoughts on any other favorite moves we had for the Bears? Go ahead, Devin.
3: Um, I actually really like the, the draft selection of Tyreek Stevenson, uh cornerback um, in the second round. I think he had first round upside, and he should have been picked there. And that really allows um, their cornerback, what was his name, um, he kind of got ran through last year, but he's more of a slot guy. And <laughs> and now he's able to slide into the slot, I think their three cornerbacks will be pretty solid.
1: Yeah, Kyler Gordon. That's yeah. It.
0: Yeah, uh that's a good one. Um okay. Uh so uh uh, uh, real quick, uh, uh, your thoughts on the trade uh, Tremon Edmonds signing, Casey? Unless if that's your next one, I don't know. Um, the middle linebacker they got from buf- Buffalo, I like it. I, okay. I
1: he's, he's, he's kind of like a Brian Urlacher, six foot five. He's got speed. He, he just got to be able to t- get turnovers. And everyone's saying, "Well, you could have paid Wakon Smith that." I'm like, Wakon Smith always got beaten coverage. I and mean, then mm-hmm. he would always tackle people eight yards downfield. So, no. It's oh. not even close comparison. I saw him get beat in the last game of the year against uh, the for Baltimore. They, he got blown. I mean, it's he's not as good as what people project. I, I think Traymon Edmonds is going to be
0: phenomenal. Okay, perfect. All I want to know. Okay, go ahead, Chad.
2: Well, I think the bring in TJ Edwards was a good move for them as well. He's another solid linebacker coming from Philadelphia. Mm. I believe he's an undrafted free agent, but he can play football.
0: Yeah. 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 The bears are looking up. I'll I'll say that. Okay. Let's go to your least favorite move this off season there. Casey. Oh boy. There weren't many. I really had to
1: dig and then seeing, even though preseason, you really can't learn much, but you can certainly learn when people aren't good Mm -hmm. because they're playing vanilla defenses, vanilla offenses. Our backup quarterback, they got P.J. Walker. He's <laughs> <just> bad. <laughs>
0: he's
1: bad.
0: Yeah, he, he's had moments, <laughs> but you're right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I get there. He's kind of a mode of uh, Justin Fields, but he's just bad. I mean, maybe when it comes to the season, he's got a four and three record as an NFL starter. I mean, could be better, but that's really the only move I disliked. Really, all the other moves I was happy with.
0: Okay, nice. And any other least favorite moves by any, anyone here? Go ahead, uh, Devin.
3: Um, it, it's a little more picky because they did have a pretty great offseason, but I I liked Darnell right. I just don't think their their offensive tackle they drafted, I think tenth overall. I think that it was an overdraft. I think that the scheme fit wasn't great because he's um he he can't really get moving out there for wide zone blocking for running. And he's not a great pass blocker. And I think that there was better options available.
0: Okay. Okay. So again, we have a different opinion on that. Like you and you and Casey. <laughs> Go ahead, Casey. <laughs> so
1: I was leading up to the draft, I wouldn't, you know, they kept talking about him. I'm like, okay, let's see. And then Ryan poles and the offensive line coach. Ran him through the riggers at Tennessee. No one heard about it. Two, three hours ran through the riggers, doing check downs, this, this and that, moving back and forth, you know, moving all the place. And then he would stop. No, you, know, you got to go this direction. And he retained all the information, and no one had heard anything like this. And then you look at what he did at the SEC competition. You look at the Alabama deep end end, he dominated. You look at the I can't remember his name right now. He got drafted number one. Uh
0: the Bracey Young. Oh, no. Will Will Anderson.
1: Will Anderson. He dominated yeah. Will Anderson last yeah. this year. And then he uh he dominated the Georgia guy from last year. He, he's gonna be a stud. People, I think he People compare him to Trent Williams, uh, Trent Williams from uh, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be Trent Williams. And you look at the other guys. They didn't have the, the – I don't think they had the speed, the wherefall. And he, he's a he's a man-eater.
0: So. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I like it, though. I like a little different opinion. Shannon, did you have a least favorite?
2: I just thought that they – when they went after Chase Claypool last year. I mean, I know that was a season ago. I just questioned that because – like the Steelers don't let a good player go with um, Mike Tomlin as their coach. Um, I, I've heard he's had character issues, and obviously I don't follow the Bears as closely as you do, Casey. But I just question that move, and and I, I've i heard from Packers' area that he hasn't been the best in Chicago.
1: No, he hasn't, and we'll see what happens in the season. He's rededicated himself, but – yeah, it was certainly questions after we got him and certainly during the offseason. And and the Bears supposedly, because they offered their, uh, a higher second round pick, took the guy, took him away from the Packers getting him in the trade. So I think that's what
3: happened. Mm-hmm. I
1: kind of wish you guys had him
0: now. Yeah, if I wonder if like if the character issues um become a non-issue, like if he rededicated himself, like the the Steelers know how to find receiver talent. So um the talent's probably there. It's just whether the character issues there or not. So uh my least favorite move, we talked about this um when we did our mock draft, Casey. This is a little bit of a nitpick, but uh they traded the number one pick March 10th. And I, I like I, I don't mind what they got for him them, but I wish they would have waited later. That's the only thing. And it's but I know what you said, Casey, like if they would have waited and the draft process would have went on. Nobody loved any of the quarterbacks. They wouldn't have got as much. So there is sort of a double edged sword to that. But I just think a month and a half before the draft. Um, it was a little early. I wonder if they could have got more, w- you know, we'll wait and see what happens to the rest of that pick getting DJ Moore is great. Getting a future number one pick also is, is great. Um, but I just, I just thought it was a little too, and again, that's just a nitpick. It's not like a, oh, it was a horrible move, but based on every other move they made, that would be the one I would pick apart a little bit. Okay. Let's go to our green flag. What's your green flag for the Chicago bears? Uh, Casey. So um,
1: I think that's an easy one, really. Uh, DJ Moore, and then the Bears' back seven. I those two areas, I think, are the most improved. And I think the defensive back seven in that division is the best in that division. Doesn't it's not even close. Uh, DJ Moore is just going to make Justin Fields that much better, and then I, I just I'm very happy about those moves.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to piggyback that. My 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 green flag is really. Uh, Justin Fields has no more excuses basically like we're going to find out whether he's good or not because I like okay. I said in my opinion they have probably the best skilled position from like one to six of you know however you rank them and, um, uh of anyone in the division he has a, a lot of talent around him and like the offensive line seems like you you really like that that right guy they seem to be really fixing things up really nicely around him so at the end of this year, we should know. So that's the green flag I, I have for the the bears is basically, we will know what Justin Fields is and what he isn't by the end of this season.
2: For
0: sure. Uh, go ahead, Shan.
2: I totally went a different direction. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. My green flag was a new stadium in Arlington. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's
0: good. That's good. That's a good one. Okay. Like yeah. Um. Any, do you have one Devin?
3: Um. I think the biggest green flag is the elite running ability of Justin Fields. Mm. Um, I also do like the way this coaching staff seems to be like on the field, the way they're setting up plays and doing defense. I think shows promise.
0: Okay. Nice. Nice. Okay. Let's go to red flags. Casey, what's your red flag for this team going into this year? Injuries to the offensive line.
1: We already got a guy out, and there's some other injuries, and it just it's got to stay healthy. We're not deep on the offensive line. Tevin Jenkins and guards out, so uh, it just that's my biggest worry. And the other worry is to the Bears' defensive the Bears' defensive line. Are they going to be able to sack the quarterback? They had the least amount of sacks in the NFL last year when your safety leads team in sacks at four and a half. That's sad. Yeah, but I think they're going to improve in that area. But are they going to improve enough? So that's really a question.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good one. Any other red flags we have going into the season, guys? Go ahead,
2: Shannon. I actually have Justin Fields mm. because as long as he stays healthy and can run, it's okay. But it's if you look at the PFF grades, is is a PFF grade for being a a passer isn't very good, not very sound there. And so, um, like Casey mentioned, there's nothing behind him, so you lose him for the season. It's you know, the Bears might be looking at a really high pick again next year.
0: Yeah, that kind of piggybacks your offensive line issues, right? Like, if, if you don't want Justin Fields to keep getting hit. Go ahead, Devin. What's your red flag?
3: Yeah, I kind of had both of what they Casey and Shannon said, where it's the defensive line, it's got to be the biggest worry. And then, you know, the passing ability of Justin Fields could be a big red flag. We don't know if it's going to be good, but there were some backups who who showed more, and efficiency who had mm-hmm. more efficient passing attempts
0: yeah no that's that was one of the I, I don't want to say surprise because I kind of knew he wasn't an efficient passer last year uh, I do want to give him a little bit of the benefit though he didn't have a lot of good receivers I think Mooney was injured most of the year last year right uh, and, and so yeah right right so so that's part of it I want to you know get you know be be fair on both sides but he he did he ranked 32nd in the league uh, behind even some like like you said backup quarterbacks that um you know incompletion percentage so he's not as efficient as you'd like but hopefully we you know like for casey's sake not the rest of the divisions but for casey's sake that uh he he improves in that area yeah. okay let's let's hit our fantasy go-to's uh who's your fantasy go-to for the bears casey well, uh, Justin Fields, just because mm-hmm. he's going to be able to run
1: the ball, he's going to get touchdowns. And I think the passengers seem to be so much better in DJ Moore and then Colt Komet. Uh, Colt uh certainly showed some upside. And I think I just, those are the three I would look at uh, fantasy wise. Uh,
0: yeah. And, and I'll, I'll just add, like, because we all kind of agree that their defense isn't going to get better than 20, right? Like, we, you know, we kind of all agree on that or whatever. Uh, Justin Fields will probably be playing. You know, with shootouts, so that I have Justin Fields as well. If you can get him, uh, any, any other people besides more, um, and Fields, go ahead, uh, Devin.
3: I mean, I personally have a sleeper, more of a sleeper pick because you fine. got those guys that are pretty obvious. You know, everybody's gonna be like, you know, Justin Fields is gonna be good, we know that, but I, I picked Roshan Johnson, okay, and I know that Casey likes how. The other running backs did perform last year, but I believe that even behind B. John Robinson, he was probably uh, still one of the better backs in college last year. He still managed to show that he had great efficiency, and I'm pretty sure, now I don't have the facts pulled up for this, but I heard he was taking reps, some reps with the first team already in the preseason.
0: Oh that's a nice sleeper pick. I hope you did that for every one of them, uh, every every te- every one of the teams, because that's because I kind of went with the obvious people. <laughs> Shannon, do you got one for us?
2: I think I think people are sleeping on Cleo Herbert too. I just think that he's no one's really talking about him on the fantasy side of things, and he's probably his ADP is probably later than what it should be. I think.
0: Yeah, I do think that the Chicago, whoever starts for Chicago, this is this is a problem with fantasy football and running backs, whoever starts for Chicago should get drafted and you're going to get a steal wherever you get them, you know, and, and with Justin Fields, it's like an added element to the offense that the defense has to worry about, which helps the run game out. Uh, so it's like Lamar Jackson, you know, when you have Lamar in the backfield, J.K. Dobbins is going to have better numbers because the defense has to worry about the you know, the, the quarterback running, it's going to be the same here, uh, with, with, um, Justin Fields and whoever is in the running back, uh, spot, um, let's do our predictions for the, um, the bears, the over under that the, uh, professionals have is 7.5, seven and a half wins over under, what do you got for wins Casey, um, for the bears this year, nine and eight, Nine and eight, so you have a clear over. Okay, let's see if the panel agrees with nine and eight. Devin, what do you got for the
3: the um, the Bears? Um, I I haven't done my season predictions yet, but I'm pretty sure they'll be around a seven win team. Okay, but but there's a lot of upside that I believe in Fields, and if he hits that upside, I feel like they could win like ten games. I think they have that good upside. But, you know, with that uncertainty,
2: I have them at around six to seven
3: wins.
0: Six to seven. Okay. Um, What about, so just a little under then. Okay. What about you, Shannon?
2: I have them at seven and 10 for the season. Better than last year. But I I just, I think, yeah, I think the over under is good. I just have them at seven and 10.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And really, you know, it, it, you're talking about a couple one possession games too. Like if it just goes the wrong way or the right way, we're we're sitting here at nine wins or seven wins. I do also, unfortunately Casey have the under, however, I think, you know, like six to seven wins is where I have them uh, in the division and stuff. Here, here, But if you improve a team from one year to the next from, you know, three wins to six to seven wins, I think that's pretty good. So, uh, you know, if they get to nine, man, I'm, I'm buying you a cake or something We're we're going to go shopping for a cake for you. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the green Bay Packers. So Shannon, this is on you. So interestingly enough, the Packers had the 17th ranked offense last year and the 17th ranked defense last year. They were eight and nine um, losing their last game of the season to the Detroit Lions. Um, So Shannon, what was your favorite move that the Packers made? This offseason.
2: Move, <clears throat> trading Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. He was such a cancer that he needed to go. The, the sad thing is they got rid of him one season too late.
0: I actually wrote that down, but yeah, go ahead.
2: <laughs> it, it, and like following the Packers closely, it, it it just, it kind of made the team not be able to... It, It created a different atmosphere having Aaron Rodgers there, that they couldn't be – you're almost like walking on eggshells because you don't want to upset your MVP quarterback. The thing is, even though he was the MVP in 2021, uh, they should have traded him in that offseason.
0: Yeah, I agree. A year too late. Um, That wasn't my favorite move, but um, I do agree. That was your favorite move. I mean, come Uh, on. I think it's a clear favorite move. (laughs) You're just so happy that they're not he's not gonna <laughs> own Chicago anymore. Uh do you have a different one, Devin?
3: Oh well, I I wrote down getting rid of Aaron Rodgers as a joke, but my true pick, I would say drafting Luke Musgrave in the second round. Um he before his um injured season, his last college season he was injured. He was an elite pass catcher for I don't know. No, college is too well, but he was an elite pass catcher in college and showed true, like, top five tight end receiving upside that I think he could show in the NFL.
0: Yeah, he was Oregon State, according to the research I have. Go ahead, Casey. I agree with him, actually. Luke Musgrave, that was a great pick where
1: they got him. And the other pick, it's interesting, Lucas Van Ness. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, If you didn't know this, Cole commits is mm-hmm. Dane Lucas Van Ness's uh, sister. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. kind of a wild combination.
0: But now, who uh, do they root for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm more of a Rogers defender when it comes uh, Rogers against the Packers. So we're not. I'm not going to pile on because I just feel like the Packers didn't do their part either. So like, I totally get where Rogers. Um some of where Rogers is coming from of how upset he was. But what I will say, my favorite move of all is them not signing Alan Lazard back so that (laughs) we didn't get another puff piece of how he's going to be the best number one receiver after three or four years. And this is his breakout year. The green Bay press Gazette article comes out and how he's going to be a fantasy stud this year. And, and, uh, I'm so happy that didn't happen. So not signing Alan Lazard, good for you, Green Bay. Let him go to the Jets because he is definitely a number three or four wide receiver. I think that's been proven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do, let's okay. Let's go to our least favorite move, uh, Shannon. What was your least favorite move?
2: Not bringing back Mason Crosby. It's probably oh. not talked about very much, but the kicker that they drafted, I was either like the fifth or sixth round. The brother to daniel carlson anders carlson he has been so bad in training camp that if if a game comes down to a kick i have absolutely no confidence in their in their kicker is
0: crosby i I didn't i i this is one thing i did not know i am taken back by this where is crosby
2: he's still a free agent
0: okay okay man yeah that's that's a good one
2: I chose to go the cheap route, and I—I I know I Mason's getting older. He probably he doesn't have the leg that he used to have when he was yeah. younger. But I would sacrifice deeper kickoffs just for his trustworthiness on a on a, when you need a kick to go through the uprights.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's going to be interesting to watch. That could be huge when it comes to these one uh uh one possession games. Uh, let's see, Devin, oh, do
2: all you the special teams. What's that? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. We all know about the Packers special teams.
0: Yeah, that that's true. That's true. No, you're right about that. Uh, Devin, do you have a least favorite move?
3: Yeah, I mean, a small one. You know, everybody knows about Sean Clifford, but uh, he was not very good. But um, keeping Joe Barry probably is most certainly their worst move because not only has his scheme, unless – you're a guy like Vic Fangio or um, the defensive coordinator for the Panthers that was in Denver last year, like they know when to be aggressive. And Joe Barry does not. Joe Barry spans the same play like we all do at Madden.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we will talk about him a little bit later. But yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you on that. Uh, That wasn't in my opinion, a great move. What about you, Casey? Any any least favorite moves from the Packers? Well, you're
1: looking, you look at look at their backup quarterback situation. Like you said, Sean Clifford. I mean, what happens if Jordan Love gets hurt? That that season's over.
0: I mean, it's not even close. So, yeah, I, I wonder though if like clearly. like with with Love, if maybe their season's over already. Like, you ever? No, I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's actually made a couple good throws in the preseason, but it is preseason. But I, I, I have to, I have to calm my hate down. I've been really strong against love. I'm like, no, he's not going to make it, but it's sort of like a denial thing. I don't need another Packer quarterback being great. I just don't need it for at least 10 years. We don't need
1: a third hall of famer.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My least favorite move. I know you mentioned him. I'm not saying he isn't going to be a great player, but uh, once again, the most predictable thing the Packers do in the draft is in the first round, they draft defense they had eight first round picks last year on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Like that, that player seven or eight, I remember it like seven or eight first round players that either they picked or traded. They got from a different team that was drafted in the first round that was on that defense. So what do they do this, this off season, they draft defense again. So either they're up to nine or they got rid of a couple. I don't know, but that to me, I'm just like, so predictable, it's such a Packer move. It was my least yeah. favorite move because it was so predictable. <laughs> so uh, that 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 was my least favorite. Go ahead, uh,
1: Casey. Well, it's funny because you never drafted a skill position player during Aaron Rodgers' tenure. I thought for sure they were going to do it just to basically, you know, haha mm-hmm. uh-huh in your face, and they still threw the Packer move and select, select a defensive player at Mike. Hall.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a long time in the first two rounds that they drafted a, a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. I, last year, though, was the year that they went with Watson and Dobbs, right? And I think Dobbs was four, fourth, but Watson was for, first or third. Second, second. Okay, he was second. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know why the pack, but hey, they got defense, so that's there. That's there. That's there. Okay, let's go to green flag. Uh, what's the green flag for you? Biggest green flag for the Packers, uh, Shannon.
2: Uh, youth, I mm. think. I think uh, having um, Matt Lafleur being able to run the offense that he really wants to run now, and having young players that will actually listen and do what he wants to, will actually be somewhat successful. And I think that the combination of Watson and Dobbs together, even though they're young, they're playmakers, and I think they they have they have the it's just potential at this point but they can be both stars.
0: Yeah. I'll just, I'll just remind you the last time that Matt LaFleur ran an offense that he wanted to, they were 27th, their offense as offensive coordinator for the Titans. They were ranked 27th, just throwing that out there. Uh, but I also have, I, I just, because I'm going to piggyback off you a fresh start. That's what I put. Uh, no matter what side of the Aaron Rodgers versus green Bay argument you on, you're on it, it. It it was cancerous, like either way, like it was just a bad relationship. It's good to move on. Let's get a fresh start. A uh, youth push movement type thing. Bring in a different quarterback. See what you got there. Uh, I don't think there was anything they could have done to make that relationship better. Um, and I think for right now, it looks like it worked out for both sides for right now. So uh, I, that's what I have for a green flag. Any uh, you guys got a green flag? Devin, you got one?
3: Um I I kind of said the weapon room the mm-hmm. receivers show a great upside. That's what I had.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. And then how about you, Casey?
1: Well, I think it's easy to they're they're two running backs. Mm. Yeah. That combination. That's just an easy one.
0: Yeah, I like the the two running backs they have too. Although Dylan didn't look great last year, but I'm I'm expecting him to have a bounce back year. Um Red flag. What's your red flag? Biggest red flag, Shannon.
2: Safety. That's the one position the Packers did not address, even though they've gone heavy on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Their number one first round pick safety Darnell Savage got benched last season. Um, They brought in Rudy Ford, a special teamer last year who got starting snaps. Uh, Adrian Amos, they let walk because he was horrible last year. They brought in a couple of guys, Tarverius Moore, um, they brought in Jonathan Owens, who's married to Simone Biles, and they drafted a seventh rounder. I forget his name now, but none of, none of them have – we still don't know who the starting safeties are going to be. I think Savage will be one of them, and we absolutely have no idea who the other one's going to be. There's talk just in the media of Razul Douglas, a corner being moved to safety just because they're so deep at corner. But that's, to me, the biggest red flag is safety position.
0: Okay. Okay. Any other red flags that you guys have? Good, Casey.
2: I think it's Packers special
1: teams. Shannon kind of brought it up, but I think that special teams has been so bad the last three, four years, and it's cost them, cost them some games. And, you know, you, you need all three phases, so that's the thing I would worry about most.
0: That's that's a that's an important piece of the 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 pie when you think think about winning football games, right? It's there's only three three different units on the field. Go ahead, Devin.
3: Um, you know, I had hammer home the defensive coaching and scheme. You know, it really is just truly that bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say that you know you don't know what Jordan Love is, so that could be a potential red flag just out of
0: principle no you're right you're right um so just on the joe berry thing that's what i have my biggest red flag keeping joe berry so the year before he was hired the green bay defense ranked 13th you want to know what they ranked the following year after hiring him? do you know 13th so that was year one year two you want to know what they're ranked last year what were they ranked last year 17th so they dropped so I just think like you didn't improve the defense year one and year two, you got worse. I don't know. That doesn't scream like a good defensive coordinator to me. So that is a red flag for me. The fact that they kept Joe Barry. Um. So we'll see how that pans out Shannon, but uh, maybe they'll look into next year getting a different defensive coordinator. Okay. Fantasy go-to who's your fantasy go-to Shannon.
2: My go-to guy is always Aaron Jones. He's just, I think a lot of times people sleep on him a little bit too much, but he can catch the ball. He he usually he has a good average yards per carry. He always, he's usually always scores a bunch of touchdowns. Um, I I could go with somebody on like a Keyshawn Nixon who kickoff returns, but <laughs> offense if you want. Yeah, but <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> but, but, uh, that's my go-to's.
0: Okay, so Aaron Jones. I w- I put down Dobbs or Watson. I think one of those are going to have a big year because he's got to pass the ball to somebody. Uh, anybody else? Go ahead, Casey.
1: I think with the, the guy we were talking about earlier, one of the better moves in the draft is Luke Musgrave, the tight end. Hmm. I think he's going to be that that blanket, that security blanket. He's a big man. He's going to just get catch 50 catches, 600 yards, probably 8, 10 touchdowns. So he's going to be a guy that's going to be – that safety blanket for uh uh
0: Jordan Love, yeah. And you'll probably be undrafted in most leagues, so you probably could get it for free. Go ahead, uh, De- Devin.
3: Yeah, I think Luke Musgrave is good. I think there is always that trend of rookie tight ends never really producing right away, but he does have the he's gonna have the full workload, so that is a good shot. My my choice was Romeo Dubs over Christian Watson just because I love his upside and Christian Watson did kind of regress after his like one touchdown a game stretch last season. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It, it, uh, the big play, like it's funny because Dobbs to me has like, he, the balls he catches sometimes is ridiculous. And then Watson's just so fast. Like he's just, he's got game breaking speed. So it's kind of like, what one do you want? Do you got want the guy with the potential, like slant that goes for 60 yards in a touchdown. Or you want the guy that's going to catch the 49 yard contested touchdown. So I don't know. It's like either or, but yeah, I'm, I like, I like Dobbs a little better too, Devin. Um, Watching his speed is just ridiculous. I know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, so it's who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, predictions over under, uh, the professionals have it at seven point, f- uh, seven and a half wins over under. Shannon, what do you got it at for the Green I Bay Packers?
2: Him, I have them at nine and eight. I no. think, uh, yeah, just uh, there's probably one extra win in there, just being a Packer fan. that. Because there's not a lot of tape on Jordan Love, I actually see him getting off to a good start until teams start to figure him out. But I have him at 9 and 8. I think that's a realistic expectation.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, what what about you, Devin? What do you got him at?
3: Uh, I have him at 7. And I think that Jordan Love shows flashes. But I think that I agree with Shannon that he might start out hot. But I think those first two weeks are still going to be kind of rough as it gets used to being a full-time starter
0: yeah the reports are basically like from camp shan you can like he's really up and down like he has good great moments and then there's like what i I, when i was listening to um i was listening to another podcast and they were talking about the reports coming out of camp is basically like the ups the downs like he he has really great throws at times and then he has a couple boneheaded throws you know um Mm -hmm. So he could have like a roller coaster first couple of weeks, depending on how nervous he is and versus like, he's just putting the ball in places. Go ahead, Shan.
2: I was just going to say last year in some of the metrics, Aaron Rodgers was ranked like 28th or 29th um, in, in different, in a lot of categories. I don't know if it was grading or whatever, but he had a bad season. And they said, if they would have played Jordan love last year, they would have had just the same amount of wins, if not even more, because some of the plays, some of the throws that Rodgers had last year, it, they didn't they didn't win any games because of an MVP quarterback. They, if anything, it was a detriment to the team last year.
0: Oh, uh, go ahead,
1: Casey. Well, one thing's too Aaron Rodgers continued playing hurt last year mm-hmm. until you know he should have, you know, well, he's Aaron Rodgers, you gotta let him play, you know. But I'll i will say uh the I think the Packers are gonna have seven wins. And uh, I think uh, one of those extra wins that Sam's talking about, it's not going to happen in week one when they play the Bears.
0: Oh, there we go. I like it. I like it. Bounce the Go ahead, Devin.
3: Yeah, I was also thinking that the Packers would lose that game. But I think the ups and downs you see in, you know, training camp preseason, I like to call it the Blake Bortles effect. That's what I hope to see. Ooh, That's
0: what I'm we all kind of so hope to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Shannon. It's 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 you've you've dominated the division for how many years? You know, give us a couple years. Um, I have under seven, uh, seven and a half. I have it like six seven. Uh, the special team thing is is even more scary. Like the fact that they have a a kicker that Shannon isn't too excited about gives me a, a sort of pause cause for concern considering a lot of games end in one possession games like that's you know like a lot of games end that way so and the the other thing is is i don't expect the defense to be good this year and again jordan love is probably going to play in a lot of shootouts and we'll see whether he can handle that early in the season if he a lot of weight is on his shoulders to win games um i don't know i think he'll get better as the season goes on, but I think early on it might be too much. I don't know. That's just a, 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 a prediction but so I, I have them at seven six seven wins go ahead um casey and two week one anybody can win week one just because just week one's week
1: one but I'll say this your uh, nemesis Robbie Gole who's ended the Packers season in the playoffs a couple of times is a free
0: agent hmm Yeah, who knows? Maybe Crosby or Gold will be back. Okay, let's go (laughs) on to my team, the Detroit Lions. So last year, they finished fourth in offense and 29th in defense. They had the best offense in the league, uh, I mean, in this uh, division um, last year. They went nine and eight, barely missing the playoffs. Um, I'm going to just rotate this around. Uh, Let's start with you, Casey. What was your favorite move the Lions made this offseason? Uh, Jameer Gibbs, not because where he was picked. I just think
1: he's going to be a stud. I mean, I think the blinds made a mistake where they got him, but I think he's a guy that I don't see Jordan, uh, I'm sorry, David Montgomery last in that long. He has no speed and you need speed in this game. And I think he's actually going to be a nice surprise.
0: Okay. I hope you're right. Shannon, you got one.
2: I just thought overall they had a good draft. Like, um, they had two first-round picks. Um, I I question them, but I think they drafted positions that are going to be useful right away. So I give them – I think that was a good move for them.
0: I hope you're right. Uh, Go ahead, Devin.
3: Um, I would say uh, being able to retain Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, he really was – that offensive guru, and he should have 100 gotten the head coaching job. But that, I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. The fact that he didn't is going to be at least one more year, but it's going to be really great for the the, the Lions.
0: I, I agree. I, I just want to add to the draft. Uh, I liked everything after the first round, like most everything after the phone. Uh, first round they got like the best safety in the da- uh, uh draft and branch that most people had i like Laportia as uh the tight end and then hooker i love i love it as a flyer he injured himself but he was supposed to be a heisman finalist like they were talking before the season and then he i think he tore his acl or something but uh i like that he they got him like in the fourth i think the fourth round fixing the sex secondary to fifth round Fifth round. Fifth round. Okay. So, and fixing
2: he, the secondary. The oh, no. Round three.
0: Oh, three. Okay.
1: Round yeah, three. quarterback
2: okay. in the future.
0: I think he, mm-hmm.
1: I think that's a great pick on your part. Honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then fix it, fixing the secondary this off season, which needed help. I, I like that they did that. Uh, least favorite move. Oh, anything else? We good? Okay. Let's do the re- least favorite move. Devin, what was your re- least favorite move that the uh, Lions made?
3: Well, I know we're gonna probably talk about the draft position of Jameer Gibbs, but overall I actually was kind of lower on the draft. I think that they had this was a draft that they could have cemented themselves as like a dynasty for years to come. And they did not do that. They could have picked a lot uh just better players in my opinion. At more valuable spot, like more valuable positions. And I think that although I do think Hendon Poker will be a good quarterback, I think that having him, like, it just limits you because you drafted that quarterback and he's young, but he's by the time he's healthy, he's gonna be like 25, something like that. He's gonna be old. And as much as I think he could be good, uh, and, you know, he's not going to be starting because of Jared Goff, I don't think that it was a smart move because then you don't, they, they're like, we should have spent a third round pick on Hendon Hooker. Why would we draft another guy when we believe in Hendon Hooker with a yeah. higher upside, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I, I I get where you're coming from. The only defense I'll make is in the third, fourth round. It's It's a good time to take a shot at at like a quarterback if you if you need one I, I don't mind that the other thing is 20 25 26 he still will play in the league for about 10 30 you know so he'll be like 35 38 years old if if he stays healthy obviously so i'm not too worried about the how old he is I, i'd be more worried if um um uh like uh they would have drafted him higher i think but third, I, I don't mind the third round. I think it, it it compounds with who you drafted in the first round, which is my biggest problem. The positions that you drafted. If if they would have drafted Jalen Carter and like uh, the Christensen Anthony Christensen, I think the cornerback there that w- almost fell to them Christian at
3: Gonzalez.
0: that's it, Christian Gonzalez. Thank you, Christian Gonzalez. If they would have drafted those two guys and then in the third round got Hooker, I don't think you know fine, whatever, because you got all these great players but running back is the least valued position in the nfl that nobody's paying running backs there's a reason yeah. why it's not because they're not good or talented it's just that the position you can find undrafted free agents and you know dime a dozen so the fact i like gibbs i hope he does awesome campbell's fine too but linebacker again that's another like yeah. not not as needed position so they went with two very less valued position and and paid a premium for the the lesser valued position. And that's was was my least favorite. I just the first round I cannot get over uh what they did in the first round. Because I think you're right, uh Devin, that this could have been a franchise changing where you could have been like dominating the north for a little bit if you would have picked the right people. Go ahead, Casey. So I was at the draft, and when that pick was made, everyone was like, Wait, what? Yeah.
1: Jim Gibbs? What, what what are you doing? I mean, like you said, I, I think he's going to be a great player, but it's not a value position. Those two positions, linebacker and line, running back, are no longer a value position. And it, it, they, like you said, Christian Gonzalez are there for the taking. Or if you want Jameer Gibbs, you're still stuck on him, trade back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Get an extra pick. I mean, that's all you had to do. And by the way, Hendon Hooker is only 11 months older than Jordan Love. So it's all good.
0: Yeah, it's all good. See, him <laughs> and Jordan Love. Uh, go ahead, Devin.
3: Um uh, I lost my train of thought. Give me oh, one sorry. second. No, uh what were you saying before about right before Hendon Hooker? I'm just blanking, sorry.
0: Uh the least valued positions in the league. Uh in Gibbs, Campbell, the, the middle back linebacker back. and oh, yeah, right back end. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They could have they could have also stayed at six or wherever they were and drafted B. John Robinson. That's all oh, I'm cool. saying. I don't even want, like... um, I'm saying that offense would have been even better. better. Yeah,
0: I I don't like that pick for the Falcons either, personally. I know that everybody's big on it, but I'm like, running backs, don't touch them in the first round. Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL right now. He was a second-round pick. I mean, like, get get your running backs later in the draft. Shannon, did you have a point?
2: No, I was just going to say that in the heat of the draft, it's it's hard to move back to find a team. You're on such limited time. And if you have your guy, if that's your guy and there's a chance he could be gone, by the time your next pick comes around, you have to take that guy. So that's why a lot of times we criticize teams for drafting players at times when they did. Because if that was your guy and that's the one you had high, he could be gone.
0: Yeah, but you shouldn't have a running back that high. That's the that's the thing. That's my problem. Is like I would have rather them kept swift brought Jamal Williams back, take a, spend a, a, a million dollars to grab Damian Harris and call it a day. That's what I would have rather had than them spending a first round pick on a running back and <laughs> not just, not just Gibbs, just any running back Casey, you had a thought.
2: It's just Detroit being Detroit. Yeah. Stop it. I know you're <laughs> right. But,
0: uh, go ahead. Shannon.
2: I was just going to say, being a dating myself and knowing that you could have had Barry Sanders, but instead you took Tony Mandrich a guard that was <laughs> such a flop, and you could have had Barry Sanders.
0: I know. Well, it's just a different league now. Like back
2: then, you wanted
0: Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, you wanted Barry Sanders, you know, Fred Taylor was pretty good back, you know, in that era. And then Tomlinson and Jamal Charles, Priest Holmes, you know, we can go on. But now it's a different league where it's like right. you can grab an undrafted free agent. Who's that guy Atlanta has? Like, That came out of nowhere last year. Um, Algier. uh, Algier. uh, Yeah, he wasn't a first. I think he was fourth round or undrafted or something like that. I'd have to. I
3: think this might have been fifth.
0: Fifth round. Okay, fifth round. So, I mean, like you can find running backs in the league. It's just like you know what you can't find elite pass rushers. They're just not always sitting out there. You can't find shut down corners. They're not always out there. So that's what you should be drafting. Not 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 a running back or middle linebacker. Okay, we spent a lot of time on that. Let's move on to the next one. Biggest, uh, wait, least, no, least favorite we did. Biggest green flag for the Lions. Let's start with Shannon on this one. What's the big green flag you have for the Lions?
2: Uh, I'm just going to say the defense. I think they've made upgrades on the defense. I really like um, Aiden Hutchinson, and I think I think he's going to have a breakout season. To me, that's... I think they're going to take a step forward, but I, I don't really, it, it's not high on my list, but that was the best I could come up with for a green flag.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about you, Casey? What's your green flag for the Lions?
2: The head coach. Actually,
1: yeah. I, you know, everyone <laughs> listened to his news conference, biting kneecaps off and all that. <laughs> it was like, what in the world? But you know what? He's got this team believing. He's got this team believing they're gonna win. I heard something uh I can't remember who some NFL uh, guy. He just said that Lions camp looks different than the other three in the division. They just they just got something going and got something they believe in. And it's part of it, believing in and they learned how to win at the end of last year. So, you know, they some things are looking up.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad you said that. Uh Devin, what's your green flag for the the Lions? Uh-huh.
3: Well, their offensive line is top three. And that is winning in the trenches is the most important way to dominate. And they definitely win there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I had a conference and division is their green flags. Their division ain't that tough, right? Like, right. It's mediocre. Uh, the conference is not that tough. There's like one or two, like there's like three really good teams, but you wouldn't call them like elite teams. You might make say the Eagles, but you know, we can, we can debate that. Uh, but you know, and this is why the draft hurts so much. It's like, man, they could, this could be a year where they could sneak into the Super Bowl because all you need is one or two plays, one or two games, couple injuries. You don't wish for injuries, but that could happen. And you're there, you're there. And that's that's the green flag for me is they're still a pretty strong team, uh, maybe like a good team, not like a great team, but like a really a good team, a good team, not really good, but a good team. And because of their division and conference, they could take advantage of that this year if they don't line things up. And the first round of the draft, it kind of like started the chain of the Lions thing. So that's a little, little scary for me. Um, let's go red flag. I'll start with the red flag. I have the hype. I have that's a red flag to me. Anytime people start believing in the Lions, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Catastrophic events happen. So I'm really worried because a lot of t- people are picking the Lions to win the division. Or, you know, uh, I heard one people talk about Super Bowl odds for the Lions, like mainstream media, because of how weak the conference is and their division. And I'm just like, Gu- guys, please, we 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 are not good at this spot. So the hype is a red flag for me, for the Lions. Uh, what other red flags do we have for the Lions? Shannon, you got one? Go ahead.
2: I put gambling. Yeah. yeah a, few <laughs> players that, a few players that are suspended or serving suspensions. I believe one of them was all season, wasn't it? the whole year yeah
0: yeah i think not you're like right a main,
2: not like a starter but somebody uh, let's I just say out cut. of uh, the lions have the most i think suspended out of any team for gambling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah no that's a good one uh go ahead devin
3: um i would say the biggest red flag is it's not a huge red flag but it's a personal preference I think Alex Anzalone should not be starting. The The guy, um, Malcolm Rodriguez, he was really good last year. And he made plays and, you know, he was pretty fast around the field. He is a little bit undersized, but I still think Jack Campbell and him would be a great young duo that Alex Anzalone should not be starting.
0: Yeah, who knows? That might eventually happen. But, yeah, that's that's a... That's a good one. Um Casey, you got a red flag? Shannon already said it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a great one. That was that was great. Uh it's Darius Tyler, their defensive tackle. Suspended him definitely. He he hit the second wave of gambling violations. So um yeah. Okay. Uh let's do uh fantasy go tos. I got Aman uh, uh, Amon Ra St. Brown. Anybody else got someone else besides that? Go ahead, Devin.
3: Um, um for redraft leagues, I would say David Montgomery, he's gonna get that touchdown work and he's gonna get he's gonna get good work for a backup. and I think he will have that upside to be a late round guy that can be worth it for you because he's still a good back, even if he's not gonna be the focal point,
0: okay. Okay, so David Montgomery is a late flyer. Yeah. Okay, any anyone else? No? Okay, go ahead, Casey.
1: I like to tight end. Sam Laporter. Okay. And Jared from loves that tight end. So I he, think he's gonna he's uh, another guy that you can get in late in the late rounds.
0: Okay, I like that one. Let's do our predictions for the Lions. The professionals have the Lions at nine and a half wins over under Shannon. What do you got the lions doing this year?
2: I have them at 11 and six.
0: Whoa, Shannon. I love you,
2: but this is my, <laughs>
0: this is, this is my problem right now. The hype, the hype 11 to six. So you have over beautiful uh, Shannon. You are always welcome on this podcast.
2: <laughs> I think Dan so- Campbell is the real deal for a head coach. I, I, I think he's despite the backlash that he gets for biting kneecaps. Yeah. I really think he's a good head coach.
0: I think some players like that though. Like they yeah. like that. That Yeah. Uh, Devin, what do you got them at?
3: Um, I would say probably nine to 10 wins. They have, I believe they don't really have the easiest schedule for uh, like, you know, third round, third place team or second place team. But, um, and with the Jamal Williams missing Jamal Williams again, hurts them. But I think after Jamal Williams gets back, week six, you know, if they can survive and be three and three, two and four, they can really prove to be a great team down the stretch, like they were last year.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna just so uh, Jamison Williams, Jamal Williams is the running back that they should have kept. I I do the same thing though. <laughs> I just don't want people like being like, oh, what you, Jamal Williams isn't on the lines anymore. He means Jamison Williams. I, I got I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you.
3: See, um, I write it as J A M O because that's how everybody writes it, and then I just read it Jamal because
0: I don't. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got for us, Casey? uh uh, for wins predictions, I should say,
1: uh, oh, and one to start the season. I, I think that's a given, but I have them going 10 and seven.
0: Okay, I have 10 and seven too. It's 10 and seven, 11, five. I still over, yeah. Um, we'll see, we'll see the hype is very concerning. Okay, Devin, you are on the clock. We're going to talk about your Minnesota Vikings. So Last year they were 13 and 4. I want to add that they won 11 one-score games, uh, which is the most ever in NFL history. Um, they were 7th in offense and 28th in defense. So, Devin, tell me your favorite move that Brian flew, uh, favorite move uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. I I gave mine away, but go ahead, Minnesota Vikings.
3: Well, <laughs> That was also mine because uh, Brian Flores um, elevated those really, um, like, talent-deprived teams and when he got there into Miami and proved to make them even a top-half team or just an average team defensively, even with the amount of talent they had. And I think even though the Vikings might have even less talent, I I mean – It's all bad. I still think that the fact that Brian Flores should be a head coach and isn't is, you know, that's a good sign. It's a good sign that he's a great defensive mind and that he should be able to um, hopefully, you know, help this defense be better than it looks on paper.
0: Yeah, I had Brian Flores, too. I'm just going to jump on that. What he did with Miami, with the he gets the most talent out of his players, which is good, except Tua. He didn't like Tua. That's why they fired Tua. I mean, fired him is because him and Tua weren't on the same page. He didn't want Tua. So, but for the majority, like, he gets the most talent out of his players, so I think he will get the best out of the defense that he can bleed out of this young slash old core because they're really young and old. So I would, I I will say uh, I like that move as well. Any other favorite moves for the Vikings? Go ahead, Casey. I liked your
1: uh, first round pickup in Jordan Addison. I think you needed someone to uh, compliment Justin Jefferson. I mean, I think Brian Flores move was great too, but he only can do so much with that old defense. And I mean, when you have a negative three differential at 13 and four, uh, you got to show up that defense. I mean, that defense has got to keep the, the offenses off the field. So and there's a lot of shootouts. I mean, I get you got Daniel Hunter is going to be healthy and you got Marcus Davenport that's going to be more play better, but your secondary is still. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very young. Go ahead, Devin.
3: Uh, another um, one that I really like that's kind of underrated. Is the signing of Josh Oliver, who was a tight end for the Jaguars and was kind of not very great, but he was drafted to to be to have really great upside as a receiving tight end. And the reason why he kind of flamed out is because he wasn't a great blocker. But he went over to Baltimore and learned how to block and became a real asset in the blocking game. And he still wasn't really utilized in a passing game because of a guy named Mark Andrews. Yeah, that guy was good. And I think that um, the Vikings want to do a lot more 12 personnel with two tight ends and heavier boxes and stuff like that, that, that blocking from Oliver and Hawkinson will be, will allow, and the the receiving upside will open up the game even further.
0: Okay. Uh, I I can't wait to see that guy, Josh Oliver. Uh, go ahead, Chan.
2: The only my favorite move was the fact that they got something for Z Zedari, for Zedarius Smith because I he was on his way out, and no matter what, so the fact that they even got anything out of him was a good deal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So they didn't lose uh, the asset for nothing. Uh, Devin, what was your least favorite move that the Vikings made this off season?
3: Well, I. I know losing Zadarius was probably going to be inevitable because you know, the Vikings didn't want to re-sign him, but that's probably the worst. But I would say a personal favorite is uh, losing Duke Shelley. Okay, so he was he was a five nine corner, and the defense sucked last year. But he came on in the middle of the year, and he just played with that that dog mentality where he was like celebrating after knocking out the ball out of someone's hands in the end zone. And nobody else was doing that last year. Nobody else was getting hyped. being that cornerback that has that mentality that you're like, this guy's insane, isn't he? <laughs> and that was Duke Shelley, even though he had, you know, his, he has his limitations. I think that they should have re-signed him with this cornerback death. And I think that, I really loved watching him, so that's a personal favorite.
0: I like that one. Little little like sleeper. Uh go ahead, Casey.
1: Well, I think you'll be happy he's gone. He used to be the Bears and he got cut by the Bears when the <laughs> Bears had the worst defense ends last year. So he just had a couple of good games. So you know, I, I don't think it's gonna last. I, I'm gonna tell you it's not gonna last. It's, it ain't gonna last. But I would say the move that um uh, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if it was a red flag in that series, but Devin Cook, hmm. not resigning him. I mean, granted, running backs don't get paid anymore, and that's the problem. They don't see – running backs now have to understand they're going to get paid the least on the least of the barrel, basically, and they just got to take it, and
0: that's what's going to have to happen. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, go ahead, Devin.
3: Uh, well – for starters, the difference in how Duke Shelley was used in uh, for the Bears compared to the Vikings is they forced him to be a slot guy, and he was more of an outside receiver, even though he was like five nine. When he played outside receiver, he was actually good. But you could see when he played slot, he wasn't as good. He didn't have the slot instincts. But I would say Dalvin Cook was a loss, but I feel like he lost us um, more games than, you know, he, he had those moments where it was good, but he had so many stupid fumbles where he just lost the ball because he was holding it loose, especially around the goal line. That allowed the other team to get the ball and create turnovers. And I think that he, at that point last year, he was getting older. So he, um, he kind of... Couldn't do a full game, with full power. He was getting too tired, too, you know, roughed up to do a full game.
0: Yeah, they had that Alexander Madison last year. So I'm surprised they didn't um, lean on him a little bit more just to keep uh, Delvin Cook. But, I mean, he did have 100, what, no, only 74 carries. So, Shannon, did you have a least favorite move for the Vikings?
2: I, I didn't really have anything. I, to me, like their draft was, it was okay. It wasn't earth shattering, but it wasn't terrible. I I didn't really have anything for that one.
0: Yeah. I reached a little bit. I just said Dalvin cook too, as well, Casey. I just like, because when you see Dalvin cook, you think Vikings, like you, you hope that these guys start in one spot and that, and when they're great in that spot, they stay in the spot and just kind of lose him for nothing. And, and, you know, you don't really have a backup, uh, Madison seems fine. He averages almost four yards a carry. So maybe, maybe he can be something more with a more of a workload. And like we've talked about already, running backs are the most easiest position to find. If I can say most easiest, I don't know if that's proper English or not, but uh it is, it is the easiest to find. So um the point being is it's just sad when you see a guy like Dalvin cook, not retire as a Viking It's just because of what he meant for that franchise for, for as long as he's been in the league. So. Uh, let's go to Green Flag. What's your biggest Green Flag, Devin?
3: Um, the offensive weaponry having having Justin Jefferson as the best receiver in the league since he got into the league, <laughs> I will continue to say that. But um, and then you you replace um Adam Thielen, who was solid. I think he's nearing the end of his career, and I it agree. was unfortunate he had to leave. Being yeah. that Minnesota guy. But um, the the routes they wanted him to run, he wasn't as a he wasn't those weren't in his skill set as much as it is for Jordan Addison. They kind of picked Jordan Addison because he can run more of the routes that they wanted him to run. That they kind of forced Adam Thielen to run, which is kind of why he was a bit of a non-factor last year.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah. And and I think you're right about Thielen. I just think he, he's, but he's sort of the Dalvin cook of the receivers there where you kind of wish he would have retired a Viking, but you understand it. Uh, Shannon, do you have a green flag for the Vikings?
2: I agree with Devin. Uh, You just get the most you can out of uh, Justin Jefferson. I kind of think this might be the last year for Kirk Cousins. Oh, I was going to
0: ask that. Yeah. I was going to ask about that, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) Last one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Casey, you got one.
1: I, I think this was, was the easiest question we had all day, Justin Jefferson.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I agree. I put youth movement. Um, I think after this year, they're going to go hard into the youth movement. But I think they started this year. If you look at their secondary. Uh, They still have Harrison Smith, who's old, and there's another guy. But most of them are like 22, 23, 24, like a bunch of guys. So they're they're really really hitting the youth movement this year. And I think they're going to hit it harder next year when, you know, maybe they get rid of Cousins. Uh, So it's going to be a growing period, especially for the defensive side of the ball this year for the Vikings, I think. But it's a green flag because last year they were kind of old and bad. And they're still a little bit old, but now they're a little younger and they can be bad but with the prospect of like getting better. Go go ahead, uh Devin.
3: Um I did want to mention TJ Hawkinson. He showed that he was an elite player. He he showed why he was picked at pick eight. You never draft. draft
0: a tight end in the top in the first round. You don't do that, but go ahead. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, well he showed last year because it seemed like he was kind of out of it. In Detroit, he was kind of like, I'm kind of done here. I want to win. And unfortunately, the Detroit Lions weren't winning at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that he showed like, meant, like he was amazing when he came into the Vikings and really changed the numbers for the Vikings.
0: No, I liked him on the Vikings. Uh, I, you know, I didn't when the lions traded him. I'm like, I don't know what the lions are doing, but I think what they wanted to do was get their receivers, the ball more. And like, when you had Hawkinson, you kind of had to use them. And they're like, I actually, we'd rather get our receivers out in space versus passing it to the, the tight end all the time, uh, and just used a, a tight end by committee. But, uh, yeah, he was, he was solid last year. I really liked, uh, Hawkinson. Um, but, he he's now five, six years in, seven years in, shown that he's worth the tenth, eighth overall pick. That's that's too late, man. That's too late. You gotta you don't draft tight ends that high in the draft. I don't care. Um let's see here. We got everybody's green flag going to the red flag. Let's go to the red flag. Devin, tell me your red flag for the Minnesota Vikings.
3: The the cornerback room. <laughs> that's also the easiest question. Yeah. It it's such a question mark. Like you got your cornerback one and uh Byron Murphy or Byron Jones, I can't remember his last name
0: Murphy, Daniel. I think you're right, yeah, Murphy um
3: he's he showed to be great last year for the for the Cardinals, but the rest is a huge question mark, and I seeing their second round pick um you know last year not even be betting for a starting game starting gig you know for over Joe Juan Williams a a 6'4 guy from uh, from New England I think that that shows that he really isn't ready even though he was supposed to be ready
0: yeah I think you're right about that secondary Um, and any other red flags we got here in the group no Shannon any no uh, I got I got two. Uh, offense is ready, defense is not. Like I think the offense can be explosive; they can put up points. I don't think the defense is there. I think we're going to see a, a really rough defensive scene. Not Brian Flores' fault. I think he'll coach them up real nice, but it's just a young group, and you're going to have that. Even with when the Dolphins uh, had Brian Flores the first year with the young talent they had, they still went five and eleven, so it wasn't like. You know, uh, they did awesome. And then the other red flag was they did win 11 games, uh, as I said on the top when introducing Viking by one score games. And I don't think they're going to continue that because it's never been done in the history of the NFL. So that's a little bit of a red flag. Go ahead, Casey. No, that's like I, I said earlier, the fact that they had a negative three
1: point differential and they didn't really improve that defense and delusion to, to Alvin cook. I get the four fumbles he had last year and lost, but Madison, Alexander Madison is not as good. I guess it's plug and play, but their offensive line is okay. And Kirk Cousins is a year older. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Justin Jefferson, he was phenomenal last year. I don't know if he can be that good again. I mean, he can, even if he loses 100 yards, it's still a phenomenal season, but he was absolutely incredible last yeah. year. So I just, just, everything looks to me as a regression.
0: Yeah, I feel like, you know, the Vikings defense, to me, I wouldn't be surprised is last in this division after the end of the year, just because of how young they are, learning a new system, all that stuff. So uh, Justin Jefferson may just get a ton more yards just because they can't stop anyone defensively. Who knows? But you're you're right. He did have an amazing season last year. As far as him being the best uh, wide receiver in the NFL, that's a debate for a different show that we can have. I have uh, Jamar Chase- Tyreek Hill's there. Just throwing that out there. um Fantasy football go to. I have Justin Jefferson, Devin. Who else do you have? uh Who's your fantasy go to?
3: um T.J. Hawkinson. That's a good it one. Would be the more obvious obvious one, and I would say more of a sleeper guy would be Ty Chandler. He's not mm. gonna start, but if Madison does get injured, he probably will be the starting back. He's gonna get the most opportunity. And he he's the only uh, wide receiver or sorry, running back in that room that actually can has some fluidity in the receiving game as well as being good on the run in the run game. So he has the receiving upside on like third downs and things like that.
0: Yeah. So that's um. you said uh, Ty Chandler. Yeah. OK, I'm making a note for my leagues so now. Just yes.
3: yeah, <laughs> any other yeah. any other go to fantasy moves. Hey, stop taking my players.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know. We're in the same way. Come on,
3: come on. <laughs>
0: That's why I have everybody on the show. I want to know their fantasy strategy so I can steal all their players. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's predict for the Vikings over under the professionals have it at eight point uh, eight and a half wins. Uh let's Devin, where you got the
3: Vikings finishing this year? I got a finishing at 10 wins. Okay, ten right wins. Around the Lions. I think that because even if the cornerbacks are bad, you still have Brian Flores and you still have a great edge duo um as long as it's not injured. Uh, market talking about both the edge players, but the linebacker group is also got promise, but I think that 10 wins should be the bar. Okay. okay, what do you got for them, Casey?
1: I got
2: them
0: at uh,
1: eight
2: wins.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I just uh, yeah. Shannon? Uh,
2: sorry, Devin, but I have them at seven and ten.
0: Yeah. I have them at eight. Yeah, I have them at seven eight wins. I just think the amount of one-score games they won last year, defense I think is going to be worse. Um, so I just – I don't know how they get – and I think – well, they won 13-4, and four, so that could be just three games. But I just – I, I don't know, and and I think they want to move on from Kirk Cousins. If you win ten games to get to the playoffs, you might talk yourself into bringing him back. So I don't. I think Devin. It'd be best for you if you didn't get to the playoffs. So the Vikings do move on from Kirk Cousins.
3: I think that they won't resign him, even if they get, uh, even if they do well. They okay. would have re-signed him already, probably.
0: Maybe, maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, let's uh. Okay, so real quick, let's just predict. Uh, I didn't I didn't put this on the outline, but it, or, you, we don't have to get into. We, we already explained how we feel about the teams in order. How do you have the division uh, finishing by teams, Shannon? Do you do you remember the order you had?
2: Yeah, I have Detroit, Green Bay, and then um, Chicago and uh, Minnesota are tied for last. I'm gonna give the tiebreaker to Chicago, actually.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that, that's a higher draft pick, Devin. Don't <laughs> don't fight it. Uh, Casey, what do you got?
1: I got uh, Detroit with 10 wins, Chicago at nine, Minnesota at eight, Green Bay at seven. Okay.
0: Okay. Devin, what do you got?
3: The problem is that the higher draft pick, they're just going to trade down again. <laughs> Maybe. That's the Vikings way. But anyway, I, I have the Vikings winning at 10 and seven. I have the Lions at 10 and 7 losing the tiebreaker. And then I have the Packers and Bears also tied at 7 wins. So kind of like.
1: You got the tiebreaker there.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, probably the Bears because they, I don't know, they won the first. I know they're going to at least win week one. So.
0: <laughs> the Bears. Okay, I have the the Lions finishing first. I have the Vikings second with eight wins and seven wins for both the Packers and the Bears. I'm going to give the tiebreaker also to the Bears. Uh, the Fat Packers will finish bottom of the division for the first time in however many years. That's that's all I that's what I have. But seven wins, Bears seven vikings eight lions 10 so that's where i have them okay final thoughts again we don't have to expound too much on it just i want predictions here uh shannon what's the most confident prediction you have of this division
2: the lions are gonna win the division
0: oh man i love shannon anytime anytime you call me up we'll we'll do a podcast just for you anything you want casey how about you
1: most confident green bay finishes last place
0: uh that's that's a good one. Uh Devin, you I, have one?
1: I, I, oh. And I will not tell my wife. By the way, Shannon, my wife is a Packers fan. And she's <laughs> also, and she's also happy that Queen uh Aaron Rodgers is gone. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we'll we'll see how
0: they feel two years from now. Okay. Like when you're dealing with like a mediocre quarterback, it's like, dude, I, I'll take the drama. Uh oh. Devin.
3: Um I would say the most confident is Justin Jefferson. Uh, repeats as offensive player of the year.
0: Okay, I like that one. I like that one. Uh, I'm going to say most confident that the Packers will have a losing record. That's what I'm most confident in, that they will have a losing record. That could be up to eight wins, though, so that's that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. Okay. Uh, least confident prediction? Uh, Devin, let's start with you. What uh, What is your least confident prediction you have?
3: It's got to be Packers wins. Even though you guys are like, I'm sure they're going to lose eight you know nine games at least i'm like it's the packers they probably found another stupid good quarterback yeah the boogeyman yeah and that's why i have to be hesitant because it's packers
0: that's fair it's like me predicting against the patriots as a dolphin fan it's just like you just can't do it uh yeah casey what's your least confident prediction well
1: because he's an up-and-down. He did Dow Jones as a quarterback, and we've seen it in the past. We've had some great years. He's had some bad years. Uh, Jared golf he can easily be Jared Um, uh, I mean, you look what he did one season in the Rams. I mean, just took him to the Super Bowl one year and the following year. It's like, where'd he go? Then yeah. The first Lions, it wasn't pretty at all, but last this year was good. So you just don't know. That's my least uh, competent Prediction of him being the best quarterback
2: in the division.
0: I like that one. Uh, Shannon.
2: My least confident prediction is when I added up the amount of wins in the NFC North that I had too many. (laughs) (laughs) So you got the wins wrong. (laughs) I I just think that the, this is probably one of the weakest divisions in the whole NFL. Mm -hmm. When you look at some of the other teams. And I just think that there could be like a nine and eight team wins the division.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um,
1: we, we're fortunate, though, this year we get to play the NFC South. So,
0: Yeah, that's probably the weakest division. So uh, least confident prediction I have that the Lions will win the division. So like it's just, you know, as a Lions fan, you're just used to disappointment. And like we should win. We uh, they should win. They should win. Uh, but I just it's it's hard to trust. Okay, dark horse prediction. Casey, what's your dark horse prediction for this division? The Chicago Bears win the division. Justin Fields, the best quarterback in the division. Okay, okay. That's a little bit of a homer one, but I like it. I like it. Shannon,
2: what about you? Horse, dark horse prediction. Same same homer uh, mentality here. <laughs> the Packers could be good. <laughs> Being a young team, you don't know what to expect. And it could be good.
3: Okay, okay. What about you, uh Devin? I, I mean I I did not go with the Homer one. Boom. Good, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but if I can, just kidding. <laughs> if I say, I <laughs> um no, but I said dubs outperforms Watson and becomes love's go to gang. What? I also oh, said side note of Luke Musgrave shows he can be a top five titan.
0: Okay. Okay. Um I have either Goff or Cousins will not be the starting quarterback for their prospective team at the end of the season. So that means they would get benched. So either Goff or Cousins, one of the two. Not and one or the other. Um that's my dark horse prediction.
3: Okay, both guys. Spicy. What was that? That both is pretty spicy. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, uh if if like Goff has a slow start to the season and like Casey said he kind of falls down and they see what like they watch Hooker or they got a, uh, they they got Bridgewater and they're like, hey, he's doing way better in camp or you know, not camp, but uh practice, let's throw him in there. I could see it. I could see it.
3: So uh, I could throw love in there too. Sean Clifford didn't get the start over him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Go ahead, Casey. Well,
1: I mean, might as well talk about it since we're talking about a division, but uh, Super Bowl picks.
0: Anybody got Super Bowl picks yet? Oh, we, we do a season preview, actually, where we will pick oh, our you? Super Bowls. Yeah, and I will text everyone when we're going to do that. And then if you can't make it, I'll have you text me your predictions. We go through all the divisions and okay. the Super Bowl. So don't spoil, spoil it, Casey, yet. Uh, But that's what we call a tease. That's what we call a tease. Oh, no, no. (laughs) But we will talk about that. So anything else regarding the North, guys? Are we good? Be fun this year. Yeah, it'll be fun this year. So I look forward to catching up with you guys during the season. And like I said, I'll text you guys about the season preview as well. Uh, So thank you, all three of you guys, for joining. Uh, Thank you all for listening.
2: uh, And uh, we will
0: talk to you guys soon.
2: Thank you. Good to see
0: you guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Box Score Sports Podcast. If you haven't yet, please follow me on Instagram at the Box Score Sports Podcast. And also, you can find us on YouTube, the Box Score Sports Podcast. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll talk to you guys soon.